Welcome to the Commission Client Podcast. These are the real and raw stories of people that use their health success and struggles to better lead and serve others. If your goal of getting healthy is to have a static achievement, you will always come up short. Instead, find purpose in your health gains and be commissioned to better serve your purpose. I'm your guide and host, Dr. Kurt Perkins, introducing you to the real heroes in healthcare, the people just like you. Thanks for listening. So we have Dr. Jason today. Hello. We call him the man of the woods. <laughs> Not because he's a hippie living off the grid, but because he's Justin Timberlake's doppelganger. <laughs> so, just I can't dance or sing. Right. I so just sound wel- like him and maybe look like him. But. So welcome to the cast of pods, I guess. I don't know. But um, you're not a client of mine, but I'm a client of yours, essentially. Right. Like, you're, you're what keeps me going. Love it. So I thought it would be an interesting take of me being in the other side of the shoes and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if you've had a health journey. I think we've had similar backgrounds. Yeah. Similar, similar lineage. Yeah. Initial pharmacy intent. Yep. Then saw the light. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Uh, went to chiropractic college. Yeah. Came out. I don't know if it was your first job, but my first job, like, made me really disillusioned with the profession. For sure. I'm right there with you. It was crazy. And then ended up being under the same clinic as I transitioned out and you transitioned in. Yep. So, yep. And now you're there still nine years later. Yeah. It's crazy when you think about it. I never, I mean, when you when you hired me in 2009 to fill your shoes, I literally thought it was going to be more of a, I'll be here for a year or two, kind of a stepping stone, and then um, just been there ever since. Uh, I love my patients. I love the clinic. Uh, I've learned a lot, um, but I, I like that I still get to, you know, pick your brain and work with other providers in the area. It's it's a good community we have here when it comes to real health, I guess you could say. Yes. So, so our community being Colorado Springs. Yes. Southern yes. Colorado voted number one, I don't know, most favorite place to yeah. live or something by yeah. U.S. News and World Report. Yep. Um, don't ask the locals. They don't think that. But <laughs> if people perceive that, then we'll take it. Right. Um, so I guess, did you have a health journey that got you into profession? or? Yeah, it... Very, very similar to yours. I mean, you kind of touched briefly on it, but I think in high school and growing up as an athlete, I always, I wanted to do something with athletes or stay in athletics in some way, shape or form. And I thought going through high school, I wanted to be a physical therapist. And then I got into college and I took this random class just because I needed two extra credits that semester or whatever. And it was called Drugs, Their Nature, Action and Uses. And honestly, at that time, just because I had, didn't know anything about anything, um, I just I was kind of enamored by the way drugs interact with and impact the body. I mean, it, 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 it was very interesting. And I thought, you know what, maybe I want to do something with this. And so I went all in with pharmacy school. And I did my PCATS, which is the entrance exam. Um, I did all the classes and I was applying for my my interview to pharmacy school at University of Iowa where I had gone to undergrad and I was working at a a pharmacy one summer and I will never forget it this little lady comes walking in and I thought she was like 85 years old she just she just looked she looked dead honestly the walking dead she had the hump on her back her skin was like a yellow gray and she had this gallon sized ziploc bag filled with empty prescription bottles in her hand and 
I'll never forget it. She just chucked it onto the table and walked away. I was just <laughs> expecting, fill my, fill my bottles, right? And as the, the nerdy pharmacy tech wearing the white jacket in the back, all I did was fill pills. And as I was filling those, I saw that she was actually 62 oh. and she looked like she was 85. Um, out of the first couple medications, two of them said, if you're taking this, don't take this one. And nobody was, she had so many different doctors and providers and specialists that there was a disconnect and that scared the crap out of me. Um, I really started thinking about, is this health that I literally, the, the words going through my health, my mind was, is this health? And I realized it's not, but I didn't know what the heck health was at the time or what I wanted to do. And I was riding the campus bus one day and I was talking to more of an acquaintance of mine and he's like, what are you going to do when we graduate? And I'm like, I have no idea anymore. (laughs) I'm, I'm lost. And I told him what happened and it was a meant to be moment because it was just crazy. He goes, well, I'm on my way to chiropractic school. What you're saying to me about your newfound philosophy on, on health and getting away from the pharmacy side of things, um, that's a lot like the philosophy of chiropractic. And so I started to look into it and I was just telling a patient this this morning when I was adjusting. Um, I, w- I went to chiropractic school having never been adjusted in my life. I went on the philosophy alone that the body is an amazing healing machine. When you when you give it the right resources, when you remove the interference, the body is built to to do the healing. We just have to figure out where is it coming from. And when I read that, I'm like, man, that that makes sense. And so then I went all in with uh, with chiropractic. And so it was. I remember on orientation day there was about 140, 150. First, first day, at some point, doctors sitting in the, in the room together and the dean of students comes up and says, raise your hand if you've never been adjusted. And I thought it was normal. <laughs> and I put my hand up right away. And I was one of three people out of 150 to raise their hand. I was like, oh, crap. I better, I better do something so I stand out in a different way. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's been the, one of the best decisions I've ever made because it's not only helped so many patients that I'm involved with, but it's changed my life. I mean, significantly, just as far as my health and just how I go about my lifestyle now. So it's it's been awesome. So, so chalk up another in common. I was never adjusted either. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right on. See, we have a lot in common I that I never know about until we start chatting. How do you feel about birthdays? What do you mean? I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, not, not that in common. Yeah. I, 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 I soak it up as long as I can, <laughs> the more I can get out of it. So, and I know you don't like shopping carts left out in the open. Yes. So, Dr. Yeah. Kurt and I have, we've, we've <laughs> both gotten on the Facebook rant of if you're at wherever Costco or the, or, uh, the grocery store or anywhere, put your shopping cart <laughs> back in the receptacle. Don't just leave it. It's That's so stupid. To sign your subluxated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so you, from the provider standpoint, what are the biggest frustrations you hear from your patient base coming in? Um, I have to just live with it. I've been told I have to just live with it. Whatever the problem is, it could be aches and pains. It could be obesity. It could be sleep issues, headaches. I don't care what the symptom is. Everybody's getting told now, well, you just have to live with it or you're just getting old. And it's amazing how many people come in and it's their, their first appointment, and they say, well, my doctor told me I'm just getting old, I have to live with it, and I look down at their intake, and they're 52, 55 years old. Okay. And I'm thinking, 
man, you do things right. You should be running laps around people right now. Um, I think that's what drives me nuts from what patients come in with, but also the fact that they're just given all these pills, potions, and lotions, and nobody's taught how to get to the cause of the problem. Um, I really think that if, if all providers, anybody, medical doctors, chiropractors, PTs, I don't care, if we could just get to the cause and uh, really start to focus on lifestyle, um, you know, the big essentials, I think people would do great. Their body is ready and willing to heal. It's just they've been deprived of so many things. So a lot of, a lot of ignorance going on when it comes to what real health is. It's ig- ignorance and just masking things over and over. So so when do you see the, the person to get it that, hey, I don't have to live with this? I think when... Or that they're not screwed or yeah. a victim. Honestly, I, th- I think some of it is even at that first appointment when, when we start to educate them on how the body is hardwired, how the body is meant to function. Um, you see the light bulb start shining. But then also when, when they're just in our offices and they can see all these other people and they hear their testimonials and they realize they're not alone. Uh-huh. I, think, I think that's big. I mean, I know for us, you know, we live in that world today where Google reviews is a big thing and Yelp and all that. And I, I, I'm torn on it because I know we have to do it, but when we do these Google reviews, it's not review our office and say, ooh, I love Freedom Chiropractic, five stars. It's more share your testimonial. I don't care if you mention me or my office at all, yeah. but people people want to know that they're not alone. And those testimonials are huge because we live in the, the world where everybody gets on the internet and looks at reviews and testimonials. And so I think that's a big one where a lot more people are coming in day one saying, I read that this pe- person had this issue and got it fixed or corrected it by doing something different in your office. Yeah. How can you help me do that? And so they already have that little glimmer of hope that if somebody else can do it, why can't I? I think that's been, that's been big. So Cool. I was reading, I forget what I was reading. Maybe it's, I think it's from the book Necessary Endings, but he says hope buys time. Mm-hmm. So if someone's going to have hope, then like they're willing right. to go, okay, like let's try one more day and one yeah. more week and one more whatever. No doubt. Um, where... What resources do your patients usually say, like, hey, this has kind of been where I've looked up things or researched or... Yeah. Um, the Google monster? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Um, no, but even good things. Like... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, have, I have a lot of my patients read your stuff, first oh. of all, because I do like how just blunt and to the point <laughs> you are. Um, and, uh, and I'll share some of your things that you put on, on Facebook and everything. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of them, you know, there's people are looking into Dr. Axe's website. A lot of them go to Dr. Mercola. Um, a lot of them, unfortunately, still just go straight WebMD. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden they, they go down that rabbit hole of three hours of trying to self-diagnose. And by the end of it, they feel like they have the most rare brain tumor in the known <laughs> to man. And so I, w- I would say I think a big thing is... Um, teaching people to become your own doctor, do your research, but also know when to go to a professional and and be able to take that research and, and, and utilize it and, and do something different with it rather than just freak yourself out. Yeah. Um, 
I've, I've known a lot of a lot of people that they're they're like professional researchers as far as just they'll get online and they'll look at all these things and learn all this stuff, but they don't ever actually take action. And so I think my thing is, fine, read the article, and if it says if you realize that you should stop eating processed food, then stop eating processed food. Just right. do it. Don't don't just then read another article that says the same darn thing. You know, that's, that's one of my pet peeves is there's too much, too much information out there with not enough action, I feel like. So, you know, anytime we do a workshop or a talk, I tell people, write everything down, but then pick one or two things that you're going to start to implement today. Otherwise you just all of a sudden have these stacks of notebooks and whatever else that just collect dust because you ignore it. So I don't know. So who's harder to work with someone that knows absolutely nothing or someone that knows everything and doesn't take action. I think everything and doesn't take action <laughs> because with somebody that doesn't know anything, at least a lot of those people are ready and willing. Yeah. Um, and they're, and they're upfront. They're, they're going to say, I, I have no idea or I'm scared or I'm nervous or I don't know where to go with this, but it's the person that, that doesn't take action. We can't help them. I mean, we can, what's that saying? You can only lead the horse to water. Yeah. Like I can give them more information. I can give them more resources. I can tell them literally what to do. But the second they leave my, my office, you're going into a war zone where everybody goes back to, well, just ignore it, rub some dirt on it, take the pill, you know, that kind of thing. It, it, we can equip them, but they have to take action with it. And those people are hard because if they don't do anything, you can't, you can't just think or do the same thing over and over expecting a different result, right? It's yeah. insanity. Yeah. And so I feel like that's where we're at when it comes to our healthcare for some people is that they just, they think that the next pill is out there to save or change their life where really it could just be, hey, you know what, why don't you go out and take a walk? Just do some exercise, um, you know, take care of your spine. There's so many things that are simple. I think people make health a lot harder than it really needs to be. Um, but you got to start somewhere. That's the biggest thing. Why do you think those people, and I'm just out of curiosity because I have the same thing, like yeah. just do something, but why do you think they, why is action so hard for them? Like what are they afraid of, do you think? I don't know. I, I feel like some people, I personally feel that some people are afraid to start because they're afraid to fail um, or they failed in the past where they said, well, I tried this, quote-unquote diet or I, I tried this workout program and it didn't work for me and so they've in their in their mind they failed at it and so they don't want to try it again I think that's one thing um, honestly a lot of people are lazy they're just it, it takes work yeah. to to uh, be healthy it doesn't just happen and so there's some people that they would uh, much rather eat the crap or sit on their couch than make a good meal or go work out, you know? Right. So I think that's a big one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's, I, I think there's a, a lot of... So a couple of interviews ago, I had Amanda on, and she brought up a point I never thought of that people are afraid to start something because now if they're <clears throat> successful at it, they have, like, how did she put it? It was something like now expectations are higher yeah yeah and so it's like it's almost like you know something you can't unlearn it 
So you have to act accordingly. Mm -hmm. So if they do this, do well at it, there's no turning back from it. Exactly. And so it's, and I never thought about that before. Right. Right. I think a thing that I've been told um, from a colleague that we both know, and it's stuck with me, it's resonated with me, and I say it to my patients all the time so that they realize you don't have to be perfect. Whether it comes to your health or anything in life, is her thing is you don't have to be militant, you just have to be diligent. And I love that because everybody thinks that you have to, at all times, again, looking at lifestyle, be perfect with your, your nutrition and be perfect with your workouts. And I'm, I'm going to be the first to tell everybody, <laughs> I love pizza. I love craft beer. I, I love the things that you shouldn't love. And I'm okay with that because I would say I live by more of the 80-20 rule where 80% of the time I'm doing really good things for my body and for my health. And then 20% of the time I might go and just like, let it all loose. But I, I'm diligent in the fact that I know that 20% isn't going to end up being 200% all the time. Right. I, I know to get back there. Um, not to mention, I've lived a, a healthier, cleaner lifestyle for long enough that when I do dabble in that 20%, my body hates me. <laughs> the next morning I wake up, I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened to my stomach? So it's just... Uh, your body tells you what it wants and what it needs and you can go off the rails sometimes but you got to get back on as soon as possible um it's one of those things where if you have a have a weekend where you just like went crazy and then everybody a lot of people are like well it's only been a couple days i'll start it on wednesday and then wednesday comes you're like well it's only been a week i'll, I'll do it this weekend and it's just like this snowball effect and next thing you know people are coming into our offices saying, I have no idea what happened. Yeah. Like I just woke up one day and I looked in the mirror and I'm thinking, why am I overweight? Why am I inflamed? Why, why is it hard to get down on the ground and play with my kids anymore? And it's because that, that one day goes to three days to a week where you gotta just at some point put your foot down and say, time to get back to what I know is right for me and my body. So respect the temple, right? Why don't people do that? That's a great question. Like, why do people know what they're supposed to do but don't do it? I, I think it comes back to what you asked before of, you know, what's, why do people not take action, right? Is it, are they scared? Are they, do they get comfortable? Um, so, some of it might just be because it's, I mean, let's be honest, eating eating a big juicy burger and french fries tastes a lot better than eating a salad every every so often and so maybe it's the the comfort food thing i think that i definitely have seen now that mindset plays a huge role in everything um if you know if if you're not if you're not happy if you're if, you're, if you don't have a good uh, support system, a good group that you can be around, if you don't laugh every day, you start to get these depressed type of situations. And the next thing you know, it's it's easier when you're not feeling good mentally to have this comfort food or to lay on the couch and watch a movie or, or whatever than it is to say, hey, you know what? My mindset is off. I got to go do something healthy for myself today. It's just that, I don't know, it's... It's the, the tricky the tricky situation that I think people get caught up in. So, my life, as far as mentors, business wise, health wise, um, 
personally, I'm not like a super overly spiritual guy, but I have I have individuals that I know I can sit down with and talk about anything um, when, with that regard. Um, you don't have to be alone. I think that's the biggest thing is know that there's people out there that are ready and willing to help. Um, that, that whole saying where you are who your five closest friends are and so sometimes you have to really look deep and maybe cut the umbilical cord some sometimes um, because there's a lot of people surrounding themselves with real negative energy and negative people and when you always have this negativity surrounding you you're just stuck in the mud whereas sometimes and I'm not saying that you always I mean if it's like you're dad or something I'm not saying you have to cut ties with your dad for from here on out but maybe it's one of those things where you don't you're not around them as much because now you're gonna go hang out with this other person that you met that is there to fill you with positive energy positive vibes um, mentor mentoring mentorship um, whatever that looks like so reach out ask for help um, if you need it, it there's I mean, again, we go back to getting online. There's so many resources, things that are free, things that you can pay for. But if you can at least dive into those resources and then again, take action. I think that's the biggest thing. You got to do something because if you just if you just wait back, hoping that something's going to change, it's, it's not it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason, but it's because you make that reason happen in some way, shape or form. So, so what would you say to that person who wants to make the change, but then their old social groups like you've changed man oh yeah I don't know I mean I, I think that's that's one of those where it's like tell them your why if if you're if you're changing and it's a big change and they see it some of them are just gonna be jealous because they know they should be doing it um, but I would say explain to them why did you change because if they if they truly understand what's driving you and they're a true friend, they're going to be there to support you. Um, if, if they get mad at you because all of a sudden you got healthy, I don't know, man. I think that's somebody that you might not want to be around for yeah. a very long time. But I, I think whenever, whenever people first understand their why and then are able to share their why with other people, that's, that's when you know, that's when I feel like people are moving in the right direction because when your why is big enough, the how or the action steps, that'll come. But you have to have something that's that driving force and it's, it's not just like, I want to lose weight. Why? Because I want to look good. That's not necessarily the driving force for a lot of people. It's, it's one. I know you and I, we both say that. <laughs> we, we, we work out so we stay looking good for our wives and everything else. But for some people, they need to lose weight because they can't, they can't play with their kids or they're, they can't even walk up the steps, 10 steps, without huffing and puffing. So yeah. if you can get to your why of what's really, what's the reason that you need to do something I think that's where people can anchor in and that's where the people around you should respect that and hold you accountable and uh, support you. Yeah. So. So I think if you're looking for new friends, look for ones that like celebrate your success. Yeah. Like I think people are like, you have another chiropractor coming on the show? I'm like, well, yeah. Like, why wouldn't <laughs> I? Like, so I want your office to do great and yeah. obviously vice versa. You've had that from us, but... Um, 
So I think when you kind of get to that like non-competition kind of social group, like that's where tons of change happens. It, learning and growth, like I think the biggest thing, and it, it's funny, I was just talking to um, Callie who works with you today and, and I told her straight up this, our office is very different than Dr. Kurt's office. And she knew that from the second she stepped <laughs> into our office. And I said, but that's why I like working and talking with you because there's different perspectives. There's different, we do, we do such different things that when I'm having an issue with a patient, you're one of the first people I reach out to and say, hey, you're doing amazing things with the functional medicine and the testing. I have this person that, and then I fill in the blank of symptoms or problems, and then you're always there to give me your two cents or help me out or whatever. I think it, I honestly, I think that might be part of the reason that we have this healthcare crisis in a way is yes, we're, we're masking the symptoms and we're not getting to the cause, but also there's a lot of freaking egos happening. Yeah. Um, I know what I'm really, really good at and I stick to that because I'm really good at it and I also know when it's time to refer someone to you or refer someone to whatever other kind of provider. I refer to massage therapists, I refer to physical therapists, I've referred to medical doctors before just because I know it's not about me, it's about the patient. And if we can if we can assemble a team for every patient, people get better, people get healthier. But I'm not gonna lie, that took me a long time to figure out. When you know, like all of us coming out of school, I thought I was the chiropractor that could cure everything, <laughs> and I had all the answers and everything else. And then I realized, man, there's there's a lot more out there that maybe I don't have the tools for, but yeah. I know there's someone that does have those tools. So, yeah, it's funny to do that because I just did a video on Facebook, like as we're recording this. But it was like how to ask your doctor without, um, yeah, without like him looking at you, you have, like you have four eyes, your yeah. face is gonna implode. <laughs> and so like it was, it was playing to that ego. So it's like, would you be open to? And then ask them the question because yeah. no, they're not gonna be like, no, I'm not open to that. Like, yeah. Because then they look like a jerk and idiot. Absolutely. And like they're saying it as their mouth, and so they know that. Um, and the other is like. I don't know if you're the right person for this, mm -hmm. but I'm like, well, of course I'm the right person for right, this. Right. And then it gets them to like talk into what they want, nutrition, lifestyle, like in a traditional setting type of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think egos, you can pl use it to play against them. And yeah, absolutely. The thing that drives me nuts is when, um, you know, maybe somebody needs something deeper than what I have the capabilities of doing and so they'll they'll go out they'll they'll find a recommendation or I'll give them one and the next thing you know they're coming or they don't come back for months and I call them I'm like where are you they said oh well so and so said that if I'm seeing them I can't see you anymore I'm like why we yeah. do totally different things right. that is all going to work together if you let it but again that's where the that, that really, that upsets me. Um, not because maybe they're not, yeah, yeah, just because I know that in working together, co-managing people, it works well, you know, yeah. so. Where do you see healthcare going? Oh, man. I know that's a loaded open question, oh, but. I don't know. Um, I think. One, I feel like one thing that I've noticed in probably the last three or four years is people are looking for change. 
people are looking to do something more holistically. Not everybody, but I, I see it a lot more, I feel, than I ever used to. Yeah. Um, but I also think, and you and I have had this banter and conversation back and forth where we cannot just rely on our insurance to save us. There, if you're going to save a hundred bucks because you went through your insurance company but not get the things that you actually need because it's your insurance company that's dictating what they're going to give you, that doesn't make sense to me. And I know you and I have talked a lot about it that I'm very thankful that we have insurance in times of crisis and emergency. You know, if you're in a car accident and you end up in the ER, that bill can be 10 grand like that, right? And so I'm thankful for times like that, but I think when it comes to being healthy, don't let anybody else dictate what what you are doing or need to do, take control. And so, you know, I know that's hard for a lot of people to wrap their brain around that, well, I'm paying my premiums and and then I pay my deductible, but yet you want me to pay out of pocket for what you do, and I say yes. Because what I do, they don't pay for. Um, they're not going to pay for getting you healthy and well. They're going to pay for crisis, a short amount of time, put a Band-Aid on the laceration, and then on your way. And we know that's just going to come back and bite you in the butt. Yeah. And so I, I think if if more people could understand that it's there, but but take control, I think that would help. Now... Where do I see healthcare going after saying all that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea because it's. I feel like there's there's days that I I see a, a bright light shining of changes happening, and then there's days that it seems like we're going back to the days of just take more pills, take more pills, take more pills. Yeah. And so. And there's days where CVS buys at. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like a pharmacy dictating exactly. an insurance company, and you're right? like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think you know when you. The, I don't even know if I can say this. If you have to edit, you can. But um, when you look at even the Medicare guidelines, and it says Medicare will not pay for anything that is there to get you well, healthy, or treat chronic problems. I can't even remember what it is verbatim. I have it on my phone actually, um, but it's just like man, they'll only pay for when you're really really sick why wouldn't why wouldn't they pay for you to be healthy because in the long run it would save them money because they're not spending as much to try to get you out of the hospital or give you all these pills or whatever um why wouldn't they just look at it as more of a proactive thing but then you look at you know who's buying who and then right. that kind of there's there's money floating around all over the place yes so but yeah it's it's a it's a hard it's a hard spot it really is do you see it more dependent on the older generation or the younger generation? I, I, I see the younger generation um, taking more action now, uh, whether it's in network, out of network, um, copay, whatever. Um, yeah. I have seen that. I, uh, that's one of the things that I say to my team all the time is that I, I pride our office on how many young adults we have in our office that come in because yes, they might come in initially with a problem, some some no problems at all, but most of them it's, I have this problem, I wanna fix it and correct it now so that I don't end up like 
fill in the blank, my mom, my aunt, my uncle, where that older generation is just like, well, just live with it. Just uh, take take more whatever, pills, potions, lotions, like I say. And uh, I, I feel like people are seeing, it's almost looking like in a crystal ball, you know? If we if we do everything that our parents are doing, then you might end up like your parents. And if that's right. sick, suffering, and over-medicated, then you got to take a hard look in the mirror and figure out how do I change it now. Yep. With that being said, I think, you know, for my parents, they've they've changed their health and their lifestyle significantly. Um, because I think part of it is it helps that they finally started listening to some of the things that I had been saying and they get, I plugged them into a, a like-minded healthcare practitioner back in Iowa and so it's now coming from a third party rather than from right. their son. So that's helped. But um, I don't know. I, I, I see I see people kind of sick of the the same thing over and over. But I also see a lot of people just stuck in, well, this is what I've always done, so this is what I'm going to keep doing. Um, it's kind of both ends of the spectrum, I would say. But I do enjoy seeing more, more young adults and even young families. I, I know both of us have a lot of young families where parents are in their 20s, early 30s, and they're already doing things now for their for their kids, infants, toddlers, teenagers. Um, I feel like people are really more proactive with their kids than I've seen in a while. So that's pretty cool to, to yeah. watch. So, No, I'd agree with that. Um, I don't know what your percent. We're about 30% kids mm-hmm. like with our practice. Yeah. So. And so I think people are surprised with that. Like, why do you see that? I'm like, well, and I think, and I've talked about this in other interviews, I think this generation, they're, they put more expectations on themselves. Like I'm seeing 17-year-olds burned out opposed mm-hmm. to 47-year-olds. Like, right. Because of athletics and sports and extracurricular and all these things to get a scholarship and whatever it is. So, right. um, yeah, so it's, it's cool in the standpoint that they're taking action earlier, just... I don't know. Maybe we can let them be kids a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. I think that's. I mean, when you when you see things like they're taking away gym and they're taking away recess mm-hmm. and and then everybody's mad because the kids are bouncing off the walls and it's, well, yeah, because kids are like puppies; they're meant to run, yeah. roam free, you know. And so if they're locked up in a building or a, or a classroom all day, they're it's gonna it's gonna act out, and so. <laughs> Let them, let them be kids. Go out and, you know, eat some dirt. It's good for you, you know? <laughs> I think it's funny. I was talking to my buddy, and uh, he just thinks we're the only weird family that, like, doesn't feed our kids soda and, like, <laughs> sugar, and he thinks we're just nuts that we had home births and Hippies. stuff like that. Yeah. Hippies. So he was telling a story. He, he took a couple of his son's friends to, I don't know, some sporting event, and uh, not realizing, like, those kids have never had a soda. Wow. Like... So like it was kind of like halftime, whatever. Like like we're hungry, so he got him food and soda. And then he's like, next thing I know, they're doing like the worm down on the field, and like all this other stuff. He's like, it's like they're like lighting up the whole stadium and like it's like on uh, what's that movie Talladega Nights? Yeah. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like hysterical because then he talked to their parents like we've never given them soda. Right. Like, he just felt like an idiot. Yep. But, like, that, yeah. That that kid's never gonna be the same. <laughs> it's funny. It is true though. It's like, I, yeah. I mean, my I know my friends. 
not all of them because I have I have a lot of very holistic friends in the springs and a lot of them come in and and you know I, I treat them with uh, with chiropractic and and uh, lifestyle stuff but there's still a lot of family members a lot of friends that just look at us like we have four eyeballs <laughs> because we exercise every day like to me that's just that's my outlet that's what helps me yeah. reduce stress and feel good and they look at it like dude you're crazy why would you go why would you work out on a Friday it's Friday I'm like yeah it's Friday I don't get it um, or you know th- just things like that um, I don't know I, th- I think they all I think a lot of people do look at it as it's hard um, Whereas I'm the opposite. I look at it as life gets hard when I'm not doing what I know I should do. Uh, you know, I, you and I have been talking a lot the last couple months just with stress and chaos and adulting, I guess you could say. Um, possible, probable changes happening in my life. And then I hit this stint of about a month where I wasn't sleeping at all because I was just stressed to the max. And because I wasn't sleeping, I was tired all day, so I'm just trying to jolt myself with caffeine. My adrenals were shot. Um, I get home, and my wife was traveling for a full month, so I'm straight bachelor when I'm tired. So, of course, I'm, like, eating out every single (laughs) night. Then I felt like crap, so I didn't exercise the next day. It was this vicious domino reaction that just happened quickly, and I literally felt horrible it was probably one of the first times in my life and I'm not saying this like pity party but there was certain days I actually first time in my life I had this like depressed feeling which I'd never had before I was yeah. like whoa this is this is a real thing um, and so it, it took you know reaching out to people like you kind of like I said I, I before you have to have those people that you can lean on in, in times of trial and tribulation and you know I I was reaching out to you and um, to some of our other friends and family members and you know it's it's good to know people are always there and they kind of just like gave me the kick in the butt wake up call like dude stop it what are you what are you doing and that's when I realized yeah like get get things right get your sleep right and then I got my exercise right and then I got my eating right and then all of a sudden I'm happy and energetic and bouncing around again but it was uh it, it was rough there for a second where I'm thinking people live like this every day for their life. Oh, yeah. That was scary because I did it for two weeks, and I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah. I, I don't know how they, how they do it. So I don't know. I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, um, especially when it comes to any health issues, major or minor, I've ever had. And so I think that was... That was my way of understanding now what people go through that come in as, as a patient in my office. And they, they might tell me their whole health history and their story, and now I can relate to them yeah. in a way. Yeah. Thankfully, only for a short amount of time, right. but I can look at them in the eye and say, I've been there, done that. Here's what we can do to fix this. And so, yeah, I, I, it, blessing in disguise, I guess. It's just crappy going through it at the moment. Oh, yeah. So, cool. Um, like, beside your community, was there something like some truth you held on to that kind of pulled you out of that rut? Uh, I th- I think the that's a good question. Specifically, I don't know if there was one. 
specific thing or if it's just kind of a combination of a lot of things and a lot of a lot of people telling me the right stuff um you know like when i was was when i was just talking with you and bouncing ideas off of you 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 just looked at me and you're like yeah man you can do this and just that that kind of um, affirmation right there yeah. was big um i do know that that for me the the lack of sleep that just it ruined me and so i i didn't have to i didn't go like sleeping pills or anything like right. that but i really looked at i went back to the basics i think that's the answer i i i literally went back to the basics of okay let's start with something simple like go to bed at the same time every night just like i know to do yeah. um you know i teach my patients all the time that when you look at your kids there's a bedtime and they do well when they stick to their bedtime. If you deviate from that, who the heck knows what's going to happen <laughs> the next day? And we're nothing but giant babies. Like right. we, we have this rhythm that we do best at. And so going back to the basics with that and then, um, and then just getting back to I got to get my, my fuel right in my body. I got to get feeling good there. And then mentally everything started to come back quickly. But I think the biggest thing is just... Uh, talking, letting it out, you know, um, whether it was you or the other five or 10 people <laughs> that I was, I was, you know, bouncing all these ideas off of. I think if I would have just kept holding everything in, I probably would have imploded. So I guess that's a good one for a lot of people is don't hold it in because the volcano is bubbling <laughs> at yeah. some point and it will erupt. So, but also the stress doesn't necessarily go away. Right. But you just have to build a bigger bucket. Yeah, yeah. I like you said that to me the other day, and I thought that was fantastic because life happens. I mean, we all have crap, right? We yes. all have issues, and um, you just have to sometimes know when to put your game face on, and sometimes know when to say you don't have to be Superman or Superwoman or Supermom today. Um, ask for help, you know. Cool. I think it's a good ending point right there. Right on. I appreciate you having me on. And another thing fun. we have in common of help is we both go to the same barber. Yes, so we do. Shout out to Graham Blam. We look, we look damn fine, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, thanks again. So where can people find you? Freedom Chiropractic. Um, we're at Academy in Lehman. Um, if you have any questions, I, I always do phone consultations. Um, you can find us on, on the book, on Facebook. Um, but yeah, my, uh, my email is drjason, Dr. Jason at freedomchiro.com. If you ever have any questions for me, um, shoot me an email. Cool. Thanks again for taking your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Commission Client Podcast. If you found that hopeful, inspiring, or entertaining, we would love some iTunes love. And as all podcasters request, please subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app. I'm Dr. Kurt Perkins, toasting you to a life of more health and less health care. <laughs>